This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to the Mr. Wonderful Show. Happy to be with you this week, and it is a busy week here at the Thrill Me Podcast Network. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and give the Thrill Me Podcast Network a like on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube, and specifically the YouTube, uh, as well as go like Hunter's Podcast on Instagram, because this weekend, Spooktacular 4 is happening. Uh, We have giveaways, we have live events, we have YouTube specials coming. There's going to be a special episode of the Mr. Wonderful Show that's going to be hitting the YouTube page for the Throw Me Podcast Network. Uh, But not just me, review it. Rob's going to be uh, featured. Metal Groove is going to be featured. In Proper Guidance is going to be featured. Uh, And there's going to be a live episode of Hunter's Podcast as well, uh, all happening this Saturday on the YouTube page. So go ahead uh, and give the YouTube of uh, Thrill Me Podcast Network the follow, but also uh, Spooktacular 4. We're going to have some giveaways. Uh, So you want to follow Hunter's Podcast on Instagram. Uh, You want to go like the post that is pinned to the top. Uh, and if you also follow Throw Me Podcast Network on Instagram and you tag two friends, uh, and subscribe to the YouTube, that gets you, uh, entered to win a cool prize pack. We got an HHN coaster, HHN pins, HHN Beetlejuice lanyard, HHN magnet, horror Funko, HHN, uh, universal, uh, Orlando annual pass holder, Jack magnet, Uh, So much going to be given away, Uh, and again, October 8th is when Spooktacular 4 is happening, Uh, but that Friday, October 7th, uh, is when the winner will be announced, so you only got like 24, 48 more hours to go like this stuff uh, and get yourself registered and qualified to win during the Spooktacular 4 giveaway, uh, which will announce the winner on the Friday the 13th game stream. That's going to be on Friday. Uh, 8 o'clock is when the game stream is happening. Also, if you haven't done it yet, uh, join the Throwing Me Podcast Network Patreon. There is Crypt of Horror, where I deep dive into the Tales from the Crypt franchise. There is A to Z Movie Review, where I uh, break down and re-review every one of the movies I own on Blu-ray or DVD. And uh, there's so much more as well. Uh, Rob and Zach, they have a Marvel show. Uh, And if you go and you subscribe as well to our Patreon, uh, there might be another aspect of this weekend that you can take part in, maybe a little watch-along as well. But Spooktacular 4, uh, again, we got all the details uh, on our Instagram Thrill Me Podcast Network, and Haunter's Pod. All right, now that uh, business has been taken care of, uh, lots to get into this week. There are a few things that I have to talk about. I actually uh, watched a few new movies. Uh, if you listen to my buddy review at Rob, uh, you heard his Hocus Pocus and Munster's review. I as well will have a Hocus Pocus and Munster's review, but uh, I've just been watching a lot, really, of late now that October is here, I've been doing a lot of horror watching. 
the two two of the new ones being Hocus Pocus 2 and the Monsters, but a, a lot of rewatching of some of my favorites and some classics. So uh, another podcast, Nightmare on Film Street, they put out a 31-day horror challenge, and each day their box obviously states a different movie to watch. So day one was watch a new horror movie, Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, day two, watch a guilty pleasure. I picked Ghostbusters answered the call, the female one because everybody hates it, and it's really fun, and I love it. Um, then it was uh, like, oh crap, what was it? Like uh, nightmare, like nightmares from below or something like that. And I did the descent, uh, Australian horror. I watched the Babadook again, which. God, the Babadook is such a good movie. The Descent is so good as well. I always forget how gory the Descent is. And then once we start getting into that second act, I'm like, oh yeah, this film gets gnarly. Uh, and, and I still love the first time I saw the Descent because I actually, none of my friends wanted to go see it at the theater. And I was 18, had my license. And none of my friends wanted to go, and I was like, well, screw it. You know what? I'm going to go see this 8.20 showing of this movie. Uh, and I rolled in, and, and it was the really one of the last times I ever did this because I hate showing up to a movie late or right as it's beginning. And that was a movie that I rolled in, and legit, it was just starting. Like the cre- like the lights had just fully dimmed, the all the movie production company intros were playing and I was like, okay, 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 okay. I got here just in time. And then left that theater and was like, all my friends missed out on one hell of a horror movie. Uh, but the Babadook, man, that is an intense film. Uh, but just what about, what are my favorites? What are my favorite films of the, uh, the, the, the 2010s to 2020s? Uh, of that past decade there is such a good movie. Uh, and then today I uh, called for a Dark Castle watch. So I watched House on Haunted Hill from the 90s with Chris Kattan, uh, Jeffrey Rush, uh, Famke Jensen or Johnson. Uh, God, uh, just such a cast of 90s characters in that film. And it's such a fun, it's a good remake. Like, I like the Vincent Price original, but I really do enjoy the 90s, the 99 House on Haunted Hill. There's something really fun about it. Uh, But what was even funnier, actually, was kind of doing the dive into Dark Castle and realizing that uh, Dark Castle as a studio began from all the same people that launched Tales from the Crypt. So, uh, Zemeckis, Joel Silver, all those people that were involved with bringing Tales from the Crypt are the reason Dark Castle exists as a studio as well. So that kind of blew my mind today when I was like, oh man, just looking up Dark Castle films and I was like, yeah, is there anything outside of House on Haunted Hill? All right, maybe 13 Ghosts, you know, stuff like that. And then it was like, and then I started reading the, like, Dark Castle began when Joel Silver and Zemeckis, and I was like, oh my god, this reads just like Tales from the Crypt beginning. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of the uh, horror movie watch-alongs uh, and, and following that. Uh, what's tomorrow's, uh, as I pull up the 
photo. I should have had that ready to go for you. But tomorrow, uh, the movie Watch Along calls for... Drum roll. That was more motorboating. Uh, a game gone wrong. Ooh, so maybe like a funny game or something like that. Uh, but a game gone wrong. So uh, I'll have to go ahead and uh, maybe br- br- browse all my movies. Um, taking a peek at the DVDs right now. I don't know if I really have a horror movie where a game's gone wrong. Maybe Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> I kid. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, I mentioned watch two new movies, so uh, we're just going to start things off. We're going to get into the Monsters review this week. Um, this was Rob Zombie's take on the Monsters, the 1960s television show. And I got to say, it is very clear Rob Zombie uh, has a big love, has a, a lot of affection for this franchise. It comes through in this movie, how much he cares about all these characters, how much he cares about being gifted the monsters, the uh, the the keys to the car, so to say, and it really comes through. Uh, and it's a campy film. It's handled with that care, uh, and and really at times can be quite hysterical. There are some moments in this film that are really funny, and that's the thing. When this movie is on and this movie is clicking. It's really good, and it's really fun. But on the other hand, this is a movie that, because it's handled with so much care, also impacts it in the negative, because it's a film that's not really willing to take many risks. It's just a okay story, uh, a prequel to the show, so to say. It's just it's 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 there it just kind of does its thing and it doesn't seem like rob zombie wants to do anything that might break any new ground or might really you know push boundaries and i don't mean push boundaries in the sense of he has to make like the devil's rejects of the monsters or anything like that just in the story in the way that this is handled because it's so it's so family friendly and so campy that at times it it really is just like, okay, okay. And the other thing about this film is it does overstay its welcome a little bit. It's it's very long. It's uh, over an hour, 45 minutes, when this is a movie that very much could have been a tight hour 30. It really could have been a very tight hour 30 film, but it goes the extra 15 minutes that wasn't needed, and that's what I mean by handled with care but being an issue because it's handled with so much care that that he he feels he needs to take the time to really explain everything in the how Lily and Herman meet and how they get to Mockingbird Lane and all that stuff. So overall this is a, this is a very bright, very campy, very family-friendly Rob Zombie film. Uh, again, when it's when its humor is on, it is really flying on all cylinders but also has a lot of stretches of dull moments because it really is packed with a lot and a lot of moments that aren't needed i did enjoy this film 
but I also don't find this film to be anything other than a nice little family-friendly. You can turn it on in the holidays. You can leave the room. It can be on in the background. Uh, I'm not saying avoid this film, but I'm also not telling you that you need to seek this movie out. Uh, it is on Netflix, so it is available for your streaming pleasure, but it's it's an okay movie. It's it's fine. It's it's there. It 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 does what it needs to do. Uh, but just know that you are in for uh, a film that's going to feel closer to two hours when it really could have just been an hour and a half. Now, the other movie I got to check out was Hocus Pocus 2, which I really enjoyed. I'll be very straight up. I thought this was uh, a fun sequel. Obviously, this is not going to hit the level of the original as far as instant classic goes. Although there is a part of me that is thinks that we have built up the original bigger than what it was because I do remember when the original came out, I, I, I don't remember it being the juggernaut that it was. I don't remember folks clamoring for Hocus Pocus. I, I feel like it became a thing later on when 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 people like you know my generation millennials uh, and elder millennials got a little bit older and we started re rewatching it and revisiting it uh, about like when we were 18 19 or, or you know that 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 phase of our lives where we we went off to college and started kind of really entering the adult world that in the revisits we were like man this this film is great like because I don't remember that huge my goodness hocus pocus needs to be a part of and I also feel like the ABC family thing, the free forum thing, played a huge role in that as well in, in helping make Hocus Pocus bigger than what it was. So the sequel coming along, really 30 years later, there was a lot of hesitation from me. You know, you always wonder 30 years after the fact, how is it going to be? What's it going to be? I, I always point to Dumb and Dumber 2 as the, this is what goes wrong when you try and revisit a franchise. But we are at a time where, you know, revisiting Top Gun was something 36 years later with Top Gun Maverick that ended up being one of the just wisest decisions that a, a studio could make. And it was such a good movie and a really fun summer blockbuster. So there is the, you know, revisiting and telling a sequel that could succeed. And I think Hocus Pocus 2, for the most part, does succeed. Uh, we get Bette Midler doing her thing. You know, yeah, there's going to be a moment where they're going to break out into a song and dance like they did in the original because this this film does a good job at having its callbacks while carving its own path and reminding you of the fun that you have with the first film while also doing it again or calling back to it, but doing it differently. So I, I love the fact that in this movie we get Bette Midler being able to perform and do her thing. It's why it existed in the first film. It's why it exists in the second film. And she still got it. Uh, I mentioned the callbacks. I really do like the callbacks. Uh, and I love the fact that this film never relied on it. It didn't need to live by recreating the first film. It didn't need to 
do the remember that, remember that, remember that over and over and over again. There were, you know, callbacks with things like the brooms and 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 the mop and the vacuum that were modernized. And it's really funny. It works. Uh, some of the cons to this, though, and really the biggest con, I think, to this movie is that it's it's like I kind of already said, where we're 30 years past the original, and I think the thing that people cannot get past with this movie is that whatever sequel you have created in your head, this film will not live up to it. So whatever you think you're going to get, you're not going to get. And that's going to leave you dissatisfied. But at the end of the day, this is an enjoyable movie. It's it's a nostalgia play that works. Uh, it doesn't overdo it. It does tell a new story. I think it has a real clear-cut message about sisterhood, that love, how sisterhood goes even beyond blood. I think all of the originals, uh, Bet. Sarah, Kathy, like they are just having so much fun revisiting these these roles and and these characters that they got to play. It's like they haven't missed a beat. Uh, I I really was surprised at how much I did enjoy Hocus Pocus too. And again, maybe it is because of the expectation. Because coming into it. I just, anytime I hear that there's going to be a sequel to a film from like 30 plus years ago, I instantly think of Dumb and Dumber 2. I instantly think of that horrible going experience of just not laughing, of repeating the same jokes and being cruder than the original film because there was no growth over that time where I feel that there was growth. There, there's, there. This is a magical film. This film casts a very fun spell over the audience, uh, and and is an enjoyable time. Uh, I will say that there is a callback in this that made me really smile. Uh, from the first film, I, I won't say what it was, but if you've seen the movie, it's when they uh, are 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 searching the town for somebody, and Bette Midler stumbles upon a couple watching television and. It's a fun meta moment within the film, but an awesome callback and an awesome homage as well to two actors that are no longer with us. So, uh, you know, that's the type of thing that this movie did. It really, it really exceeded my expectations uh, in a lot of good ways, and, and I do recommend checking this one out. I think I think this actually could be a fun Halloween watch every year. I can see this over time starting to grow more of a following the same way that the first film did. Uh, now, the first film is always going to remain a classic. It really is always going to be top tier, and the sequel is 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 not that, but it is a fun, take-it-for-what-it-is story about sisterhood with three actors that are just having a blast and the rest of the cast is having a blast with them, and, and it all shines through for a really magical film. Uh, so yeah, there's there's this week's Mr. Wonderful Show. It is a double review episode for you. Uh, but actually, before I go, 
uh, since we're in the Halloween spirit, uh, and and this is a show about pop culture, uh, and there really wasn't a lot going on pop culture wise. I mean, I guess we could talk about the fact that David Harbour's uh, Santa Claus movie dropped its first trailer, where it's John Wick meets Santa Claus, and Santa starts beating the crap out of. Uh, people holding a family hostage on Christmas when he shows up and they're like, who are you? And he's like, all right, now I got to take out all of these bad guys. And he starts killing people. And John Leguizamo plays the bad guy, which is amazing. I love when uh, Luigi Mario gets a, a, an acting job uh, in, in, a, in a big budget film. Although I doubt it was a big budget. It was probably like a $10 million budget, $15 million budget like 80% of that went to paying for the salaries of the actors. But that that trailer came out. But but I think it would be uh, more fun to talk about with Halloween fast approaching as well uh, to wrap up the show today with uh, some pop culture-inspired Halloween costumes that you could go as this year. Uh, you know, and I would say go as Eddie Munson from Stranger Things, but... I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Eddie Munson this year, uh, especially since all you need is a Hellfire Club shirt and a leather jacket or like a jacket and jean jacket and the hair. So going to be a lot of Eddie Munson's. But uh, I think some fun ideas this year would be uh, Rooster from Top Gun Maverick. It's an easy one. Just get those aviator sunglasses and that mustache you've been rocking all summer. Uh, can stick around a little bit longer, so you can tell your uh, your your significant other, no, I'm not shaving yet. I'm gonna be rooster for Halloween. Uh, also, Pam and Tommy. Thanks to the Pam and Tommy show, uh, might be uh, a fun Halloween couples costume. One that I'm actually thinking about because I don't know if um, my fiance and I are gonna be doing couples costumes, but one that I've been thinking about if we don't, is Jupe from Nope, Stephen Yen's character. Uh, find a white cowboy hat, get a red blazer, a white button-up, and one of the characters from one of the best original films to come out this year, and uh, one, of, one of my top ten films of the year, uh, Nope. Uh, yeah, there's a spot in there for that film. Uh, some other ones you can go, you know, Pull out those Game of Thrones outfits. House of Dragon is a thing, so you can go as uh, any of those characters. Lord of the Rings, any of the Middle-Earth characters as well. Uh, Scarlet Witch or Doctor Strange, those are probably going to be pretty popular after that film this year. Uh, just talking about Hocus Pocus, the Sanderson sisters, if you got a group of friends. Um, Jane, Fa uh, Jane Foster, Thor Love and Thunder, that's a pretty good one. But, 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 I, but one Halloween idea that you probably didn't have that I think is a really smart one if you could pull it off. If you could find a sparkly jumpsuit, you could go out on Halloween as Harry Styles from Coachella. Like, if you're looking for a pop culture-inspired Halloween costume, Harry Styles, sparkly jumpsuit from Coachella, I think is the ultimate of ultimates. So... Uh, yeah, just some pop culture-inspired Halloween costumes I was thinking about. You might want to check out this year, but uh, you don't have to. But if you do, uh, share them with us. Uh, would love to see them on our Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Network, or you can tweet me, wonderful underscore radio. Uh, 
All right, that'll do it this week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the reviews. Hope you are inspired by the Halloween costumes. And uh, next week we'll have more reviews for you. Uh, She-Hulk. I, I got to get into She-Hulk. I, I might do a big spoiler conversation about She-Hulk at the end of the season. Uh, but this weekend, Hellraiser coming out. Uh, also going to be seeing Pearl uh, before it leaves theaters. So I'll have a review for Pearl as well. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be uh, watched and uh, let you know as well what I've been watching over the next week during the 31 Day Horror Movie Challenge. But until then, I uh, look forward to talking to you. Uh, special Mr. Wonderful Show coming to the Throw Me Podcast Network YouTube this Saturday as well as uh, other great shows from the Throw Me Podcast Network. Tombstone Josh going to be there with the Metal Groove Review at Rob. Improper Guidance, and then, of course, the evening will be capped off with the Live from Red Vein Haunt in Ashland, Virginia episode of Haunters Podcast. Uh, so, yeah, go like Throw Me Podcast Network on Instagram, Haunters Podcast on Instagram as well, and that will get you uh, entered into winning the big prize giveaway that will be announced this Friday at 8 o'clock. All right, everybody, until next week, peace and love. <laughs>